Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You're listening to Radio podcast on KMP3. I'm a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbitbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Appreciate it. Thank you. Don't know what you're doing. If your day is starting, ending, whatever. But glad you're here. I am super happy to be here. Grateful to be sober. Grateful that my work in Alcoholics Anonymous has hammered the victim mentality out of me completely. It was always there. The world always owed me. Not anymore. My experience was up to other people. It was up to you. Not anymore. I was going to have a good day if things went a certain way. If you behaved a certain way. Not anymore. I know that's... I think the clinical term is horseshit. It's just not true. If I'm going to have a good day today, it's going to be because I'm open to having a good day and willing to look at the fact that it is a good day. (laughs) Ah, it's incredible. just um, I was just I think about the big book a lot I love the big book I love it I think about it so much and I was just thinking about it and I was just sort of thinking about how the people that I know so many of them are afraid of their sponsors. I know so many people who are afraid of their sponsors. And uh, it makes me sad. They don't tell their sponsors that they're afraid of them, but maybe sometimes they do, but I don't think usually they do. I get the feeling that they don't. But because of 
I hear it a lot. And, and I was just thumbing through the book and I was just looking at the chapter working with others and how if you're following that, nobody should be afraid of you. I mean, the things it says, are they're just so clear. It's not my spin on it. It's not a way to interpret it. It's very clear. How many ways can you interpret? Make it clear they under they are under no obligation to you. Make it clear that they are under no obligation to you. I don't know anyone who feels that way about their sponsor. How many ways can you interpret? Be careful not to moralize or lecture. On the bottom of page 94, your candidate may give reasons why he not need follow all of the program. He may rebel at the thought of a drastic house cleaning. Do not contradict such views. I mean, that takes a lot of being out of self. I get that. But it's just page 95. You will be most successful with alcoholics if you do not exhibit any passion for crusade or reform. Never talk down to an alcoholic from any moral or spiritual hilltop. That's what the book says. You can't really interpret that. That's what it says. It's pretty plain. And I'm just... I think about all the people I know who are afraid of their sponsors. Man, it makes me sad. And I guess I'm moved to share this today. it might help someone out there either a sponsor or a sponsee I don't know how or if it will but that's what the actual big book says I think it's pretty powerful and that is the attitude and those were the the conditions that helped me those were the conditions that led me to today people who acted that way were the people that really helped me and I can't ever thank them enough I'm sure there were so many people who wanted to wring my neck and still do maybe sure there's so many times that my sponsor, my grand sponsor, other people in the fellowship listened to my nonsense or my self-pity or my, you know, indignant 
stance and wanted to moralize or lecture. But they didn't. And in the moment, they probably weren't gratified by that fully. I don't know, but it did help me. It does reach a person when you don't um, impose your will on them. It's very strong. It's very powerful. It just takes longer sometimes in my experience to see the fruits from that. But they're bigger fruit. I remember I used to be on a crusade. And I still can be sometimes. And I I never feel good about it. I try to check myself as soon as I notice it or I'm made aware of it. I know it's wrong to do that. Might have shared on here a, a friend of mine I've known from the beginning. Kind of uh, really simply checks me. I ask. And, um, but I used to do that all the time and I noticed that people went along willingly for a while and then and then not and then I discovered that you know a lot of that is just people pleasing avoiding confrontation wanting to be liked and all that stuff but to really help people in my experience um what I just read touches upon the most effective ways. And it's hard. I was at a meeting about four months ago and there was a guy, I'd never seen him before. He was visiting from a neighboring town and uh, he was great. Everything he said, I wanted to write down. Everything he said was wise. Everything. I'd never heard anything he said. I don't know how it's so funny. You can be around the rooms for so long and then meet somebody who says, you know, somebody, just a bunch of things you've never heard. It's just one of the things he said that I remember was, you know, we were talking about identifying your higher power. And, and he said, you know, God doesn't have an identity crisis. But one of the things he said that I wanted to write down was he said to really carry the message you have to bite your tongue I thought that was so profound and true but after a while I had to ask myself back in my crusade days what's my objective really what's my goal do I really want to help people if I really want to help people I better start really looking at what the outline in working with others says and am I really doing that? Are my sponsees afraid of me? Am I on a power trip? 
I have answers now, so you don't, you need me. There's so many ways it can go awry. And has for me over the years, but what I just read, again, really simple, not really up for interpretation. It's really clear. It basically says, don't play God with your sponsee. Don't. Tempting as it might be. And it goes on. There's a lot more. There's a lot more in that chapter. There's a lot more. That expresses parallel or identical principles to what I read. And... um, Yeah. So if you have a sponsor, um, I hope you're not afraid of them. And if you have sponsees, I hope they're not afraid of you. Actually, however it's supposed to be is how it is. Maybe they're supposed to be afraid of you. I don't know. I'm not God. I don't know. I did want to read something today. The intro today was longer than usual, but I did want to read Step 11. I thought that'd be kind of cool. Out of the big book. So I'm going to. And if you want to read with me, it starts on the bottom of page 85. In the book, Alcoholics Anonymous. Last paragraph. Step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. We shouldn't be shy in this matter of prayer. Better men than we are using it constantly. It works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. It'd be way easy to be, it'd be easy to be vague about this matter. Yet we believe we can make some definite and valuable suggestions. When we retire at night, we constructively review our day. Were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do we owe an apology? Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once? Were we kind and loving toward all? What should we have done better? What could we have done better? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? Or were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could pack into the stream of life? But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking. So before I start making my plans, I ask God to direct my thinking. Especially asking God that my thinking be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, meaning when my thinking does not have self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. 
God gave us brains to use. God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we just freak out. Just kidding. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought, or a decision. We stress out. We freak out, man. No, it doesn't say that. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answer come after we have tried this for a while. What used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it's not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption in all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. We come to rely upon our thinking when it's divorced of wrong motives. Pretty cool. That's what it said. We usually conclude this period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no request for ourselves only. We can ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. If we belong to a religious denomination which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not members of a religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggestions about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right and make use of what they have to offer. As we go through the day, we freak out, man. We unload on people. Just kidding. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, Thy will be done. It's like going back to the third step over and over and over. We're not running the show. We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily, for we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. It works. It really does. We alcoholics are disciplined. Remember, this was written for someone who is just getting sober. And the next sentence, 
It says, don't hang on to that. We're going to let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. Not okay to stay undisciplined, in other words. We alcoholics are undisciplined. So we let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. And now kick back. There's nothing else to do. Just kidding. But this is not all. There is action and more action. Faith without works is dead. The next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12. So, I don't know. I was just moved to read that today. And, uh, it basically says, get out of self, get out of self, get out of self. If you're out of self, everything's fine. It doesn't say anything about being stuck with anything. It doesn't say anything about alcoholic thinking it doesn't say anything about you being crazy insane messed up unable to manage your life it says if your thinking is cleared of wrong motives which are all self you can have an amazing day and you will not tire so easily pretty cool I think it's cool you know what's weird I did not have tea today I had tea earlier in a zoom meeting and I just wasn't feeling tea again I'm not crazy I'm not an alcoholic I'm not gonna have tea twice Life that was worth saving. And I hope you'll do the same.